This is Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda. I'm Johnny Hart talking to Oanda senior market analysts across the world. Let's join Ed Moyer in New York. Good afternoon from London. Happy Friday from New York. Yes, happy Friday indeed. And let's first look at this latest survey from the University of Michigan, uh, which suggests that consumers are feeling a little bit better about the economy at the moment. Very much so. It was um, a pretty impressive report. Um, we, we saw mostly positive improvements um, with sentiment conditions. Expectations did edge a little bit lower, but um, overall, uh, you had a headline improvement with sentiment uh, to about a 13-month high. The key takeaway, though, was not that the current situation's a lot better than people were thinking. Uh, it was the, those one-year inflation expectations. I mean, right now, it, it seems what's moving the market is what is happening with inflation. This survey um, saw a much hotter number. Inflation expectations were supposed to just tick higher to 4%. Uh, this one came at 42 uh, So that is kind of suggesting we're expecting inflation to rise a little bit here. And and I, I think what we're seeing in the bond market right now, you know, yields are going higher. It, this is fueling bets that the Fed might have to do more. I think this week has, has been um, a big week that we're starting to see massive bets being placed on you know what the Fed will do as far as taking rates, not just these two little uh, quarter point rate increases we've been talking about the last couple of uh, podcasts, but um, no, there's some big bets thinking that it can go higher by you know, over full percentage points, some even calling for much more aggressive tightening than that. This is a market that uh, expectations for what the Fed will do have been so volatile over the past year. And uh, we should not be surprised if if we start to see disinflation trends lose their momentum. So this report is kind of like the the last key piece of data until um, we get to next week's uh, Valentine's Day uh, inflation report. And and, and uh, I, I think that you're you're probably going to have investors become pretty cautious going into that one. So I think this is a market that knows we're going to see these disinflation trends get tested. Um, you know where there's a gains that are expected on a monthly basis for both headline and core. Um, so so I, I think you're, you're, you're going to see that this market um, is going to be very uh, fixated with inflation next week. And uh, um, also what's going to complicate things is with that uh, Valentine's Day report, we're going to have, uh, there's a new methodology that's going to be um, implemented. So um, this is going to even complicate people's assessments of, you know, you know, exactly, you know, how much hotter is that report? And and I think what's what's going to be, you know, you know, impacting it is you know the the, the new category weighting. Um, um, some people are thinking that it could make core, you know, two or three basis points higher. So um, I, I'm anticipating a very hot report. You know, we we've, we've seen. You know, gas prices rose in January. Used car prices rose. When I did the groceries, uh, <laughs> it was it was um, even more expensive. I'm expecting a very hot report. Which, if that does happen, you could see um, those Fed rate hike expectations um, even go higher. And 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 right now, um, you know, it, it's uh, it's fascinating because um, you know we're still just fully pricing in just a quarter point rate increase for March. The May meeting is still, the, the odds have not really moved that much. It's around, let's say, 80% there. So, um, 
you know, rates will go to 5%. You know, will it go to five and a quarter? That's for some reason still seems like it's uh, up for debate. But, um, uh, you know, I, I would not be surprised if we had three more quarter point rate increases. So very big next few days for inflation coming up. And it is a very uncertain economic picture, isn't it? Because what was interesting in this survey, that while consumers feel more positive at the moment, they're worried about the future. They're concerned about what is coming and they are bracing for a downturn. Exactly. I, I think, you know, sentiment is, uh, you know, still about 20%, 22% below its historical average. And, you know, the, you know, these, these high prices, they're, they're, uh, you know, they'll, they'll, each month that goes by, and the consumer had to deal with it. You know, they're 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 not getting they're not happy with um, having to pay a lot more for everything. <laughs> and and I, I think that what we've seen throughout this whole disinflation process, we saw the move lower in commodities. We saw the move lower with goods. And as we kind of talked about, you know, inflation is that onion. You know, commodities first layer, goods the second, the center is core services. We really haven't seen strong disinflation trends in, with that. And what's what's complicating it is now that, you know, we, we saw commodity prices come down, but now they're starting to go back up. So, you know, what will happen with the inflation story over the next few months or going into the summer? Are we still anticipating prices to come down? Yes. You will, we'll also start to see that reflected in the housing market and, you know, rent is 40% of core. So that's going to um, I think, uh, be, be very impactful. But, you know, if, if other parts are starting to go higher, you know, it, it could really um, support that, the you know, that, that statement that the, the Fed has been sticking to that, you know, we are going to need to do further rate increases. And, you know, Fed Chair Powell uh, said that last week at the FOMC decision. He said it again this week. And then we also had um, six Fed members pretty much agree with what Fed Chair Powell said uh, this week. So um, we're all data dependent. So next week's inflation report will be huge. Okay, there is plenty going on next week. And we'll talk more about the next seven days a bit later on in this podcast, Ed. But uh, I wanted to ask you about the Bank of Japan. And specifically, they are going to be selecting the new chief of the BOJ next week. And it could be a surprise pick. This one blindsided a lot of people. I, I think that when we, we saw how the yen was trading uh, over the past uh, several sessions, you know, there was there was a, a lot of um, expectations. I mean, expectations were high that I'm a. Uh, Amamiya was going to uh, be the economist that got selected to uh, replace uh, Kuroda. But uh, it turns out, um, you know, he was the favorite. Uh, and because of, you know, his, what he said and, uh, and uh, his, it, it seemed that, you know, the market was thinking, well, you know, uh, uh, you know, having him as the, the chief wasn't going to be a big shakeup. It would be kind of like getting a similar pick to Kuroda. So when when he turned down this position, um, I think that really surprised markets. Um, and 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 then with the uh, pick of Kazuo Ueda, you know that you know you know he's not a he's a former BOJ member, but it really surprised people. And I think that. There is so much. Um, there's so much right 
or so many good calls that he's done in the past. I think, you know, the markets are kind of liking it. Um, and uh, we we saw uh, the yen, you know, initially rally a, lo a lot off of of that uh, report that um, it's uh, it seems uh, likely that he's going to um, get picked by uh, Prime Minister uh, Kishida to uh, to take over. So um, this is this is this is huge because you know the the BOJ is going to embark on abandoning yield curve control and uh, you know you know getting more in line with the other central banks and have a normalization process here. Uh, so so I think I think you know once you know <laughs> um, this gets done and and we 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 get to see uh, a, a new era. I mean. It's Corona has been in place for in charge for ten years, and uh, I think that um, you know currency traders are are you know this is this has been uh, a key trade for a lot of people, and with Japan um, potentially um, going to normalize policy, that you know that could be huge. So I think that uh, we'll we'll wait for confirmation, and uh, I, you know this is this is this is a market that. Uh, if uh, they'll, they'll closely await his first few speeches because you know what he what his 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 appearances and his comments you know we're we're like you know scrolling going like six months ago and so I think you're going to see that investors are going to be very um, you know um, fixated on you know the first impression and that will probably lead to uh, you know how people bet on you know how fast you know we'll get that normalization of policy for, from Japan. Let's look at cryptocurrency. And uh, well, we've been talking a lot about the recent rally, but that is uh, come down with a bump, hasn't it? Because uh, Bitcoin's price was down over 4% on yesterday's uh, figure. And uh, it looks like that rally is well and truly over and done with, at least for the time being. Exactly. And, and I think what, what we've seen and Bitcoin, 25,000 was huge resistance. Um, we didn't get really that much close to that level. And I think that, um, you know, given the movement in the bond market, um, you know, we, you know, this is no um, small move. Uh, you know, I, I think, I think for a lot of people, when, when they take a look at crypto, you know, what, you know, what's really helped drive the, the, the recent rebound, it was, um, you know, the, this strong move lower um, in, in uh, treasury yields. And, and, you know, over the past week, you know, we've seen the 10-year yield um, go from about 358 to now 373. Um, so, so, you know, the bond market sell-off is happening. That's, you know, that's crushing the Nasdaq, <laughs> and uh, obviously, it's it's you know, risky assets like like Bitcoin and all the other cryptos are 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 getting punished. Um, but what's also, um, you know, the news flow has not been that good for for. Um, uh, Bitcoin and, and cryptos. Um, we've we've seen uh, the focus, you know, shift back to to uh, regulation. Um, we've seen uh, uh, Kraken, one of the largest uh, exchanges, uh, have to pay an SEC fine. Um, uh, and then I think what you're you're getting messaging from you know leadership uh, is that uh, Gensler wants you know companies to register. And uh, I think that um, you're, you're seeing some hesitancy from a lot of crypto companies to do that. So, you know, uh, Kraken is going to abandon staking and staking is a it's a big part of the cryptoverse. So I think there's fears that um, you could see other crypto staking have to get taken away. So, you know, they're you know, the move lower um, this week is not necessarily 
solely on what happened in the bond market, but it is a, a little bit um, uh, from the news flow, I think, from um, um, you know, some of the, the pressure that is uh, hitting these exchanges. So, uh, you know, you know, next week will be huge for, for crypto. I think uh, um, I anticipate that, you know, the, you know, the bearish drivers are in place. So will we see continued softness leading up to um, a key inflation report? Yes. Um, if we get other, um, you know, SEC fines or announcements of um, other troubling parts of the cryptoverse, then, you know, that could continue to weigh on sentiment. Right now, it seems um, investors are uh, feeling some exhaustion in this this move higher for crypto. Um, you know, I mean, the year-to-date gains are, you know, Bitcoin was up 40% last time we spoke. Now it's only up 30% year-to-date. So you, you could see that, you know, the, the market's under pressure. And uh, so uh, you'll probably see some of these key technical levels respected. So we're at 21,580. You know, could we consolidate to even around 20,000? Probably. Uh, but, you know, I anticipate until we start to see a clearer vision as far as, um what will happen with um, um, risk appetite broadly, um, you know, and I, you know, and that might take one more inflation report or two, and um, we'll we'll see what happens. But um, I think right now, yeah, the, the 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 crypto, you know, move higher to kick off the year that um, that has been exhausted, and we'll see exactly you know how much downward pressure we see here. But um, I think uh, for a lot of traders, uh, you know, they're they're keeping a close eye on what, what's coming out of Washington D.C. But um, I think you know the Short-term focus will probably still be on that inflation report, which is probably going to drive everything. Apart from that inflation report and the BOJ announcement, what else should we look forward to next week? A lot of Americans will be fixated with the Super Bowl, and uh, that is uh, going to be the Kansas City Chiefs against the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, there's probably uh, expectations for a low-scoring game, but um, who knows? Um, <laughs> I don't have a, a dog in that race, but uh, I, I think uh, when you have some big in, big uh, sporting events, sometimes you could see a lull in trading activity. So uh, the Super Bowl will happen Sunday. So we'll see uh, if we have some interesting uh, gaps or or just uh, uh, a very slow start to to the market. Um, but there, there there will be um, a lot of elections to also pay attention on on, on Sunday. Uh, regional elections in Italy, uh, Berlin will hold a repeat vote for uh, regional parliament and district councils. Um, I, I think, though, a lot of traders they're going to focus on what euro area finance ministers uh, say. Um, they'll be meeting in Brussels discussing energy markets and um, obviously the war in Ukraine. Um, lots of Fed speak. Um, you know, I think no one will really care much what Fed Bowman's says on Monday, but after Tuesday's CPI report, that's when we get a plethora of uh, Fed speak. So we get three Fed speakers on Tuesday after that report. Um, that's going to be very important. Uh, Logan, Williams, and Barkin. Um, also on Tuesday, you know, more finance ministers uh, meetings. Um, for Singapore, they'll release their 20, 20, 2023 budget. Uh, that's going to be a, a big one. Uh, China will have uh, medium-term lending data. Um, Canada will have housing starts. Uh, you know, also Canada had a very impressive jobs number today. That's uh, you know, want to give them a, a shout out. That was a, a pretty pretty robust report. Um, but uh, I think. Uh, 
most of the week, though, is going to be central bank speak. You know, we have we hear from several ECB members, uh, BOE uh, chief economist will speak as well. Uh, more Fed speak on Thursday and um, also on Friday. So um, it's a it's a busy week. There's a uh, Russian um, GDP and uh, I I think uh, some more inflation data from uh, France. So we'll we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, you know, the, I think uh, the inflation story for Europe is is driving markets. So we'll see uh, uh, exactly what happens with France on Friday as well. So uh, definitely a, a a busy a busy week. But I think you know for for a lot of people, you know, Tuesday is the main event. Yeah, and we have a CPI announcement here in the UK as well. So it is going to be a very busy week. Ed, enjoy your weekend. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda.